Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is how to live the easy life. It's probably different than you think. It has nothing to do with your outside conditions. It's all about how you choose to perceive exactly what's going on, how you raise your perspective, and how you understand that what you have is there to appreciate and be grateful for and to really look at the depth of your reality, realizing that whenever you get triggered by anything, it has to do with the limiting belief, not the conditions themselves, and how to go with the flow of the inspiration you're receiving. Well, that inspiration really depends on the perspective that you are at. And so when you achieve these higher perspectives, then things get a lot easier. And in this episode, Joshua explains that perfectly. What we are going to be doing is starting a new basic training course in about two weeks, February 27th. It is nearly full, but uh, there are about six spaces available. If you would like to learn more about that, send me a email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. It's really fantastic. We, we're in the fifth week of our first ever basic training and it's really amazing. About 50 people all over the world have gone through it and it's bringing everyone to a much higher perspective. It's sort of hard to get to a higher perspective on your own unless you know certain tools and strategies and the ways to do it. And in this course, uh, Joshua and the White Light have co collaborated to make it really something special and it's really easy to absorb. So no matter where you are in your uh, spiritual journey, you can start with this course. It'll catch you up to speed and radically raise your perspective and you'll start to see things shift almost immediately. Uh, we'll have another call about this next week and I'll make it a podcast. But if you wanna make sure and get your spot in the next basic training course, please send me an email. And also there is a discount for the second course. Uh, we're also having a Joshua retreat here, May 4th to 8th at the Joshua house. Uh, there'll be 33 people. Um, and uh, it's uh, going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be white light sessions, Joshua se live sessions. Uh, Chrissy will do some medium readings. We have a lot of games and adventures. And of course, we all cook to together and eat all our, our meals together. And it's really a great time. So if you'd like to join us in that, send me an email again, and I'll send you more information. And plus, it's on the website, too, if you visit the teachingsofjoshua.com. Plus, there's free meditations and all kinds of stuff there as well. So without further ado, let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi. We believe that you are all at a high enough perspective now, whether you're on the call now or listening at a later date, that you can understand this idea that we're about to present. And that idea is about how to live this life with the most joy, with the most ease, and with the most connection to your inner self, the way that you intended to experience this life and intended to live this life in joy, in harmony with the way that the planet is working and the people are in it and everyone's sifting and sorting and doing their own thing and exploring in their own way. If you can understand this easy flow to life, well, you can adopt some of these ideas and maybe raise your perspective a bit to allow for the possibility that this could happen for you, that you're not that far away from it. We'll start by saying that if you were living in a state which we like to call blended, a blended being, blended with your inner self, seeing the perspective of your inner self throughout your eyes and ears and nose and, and understanding what is really going on here, you would live in ease and joy, and it would be simple. It would be effortless for you. You would not effort and struggle about anything. You would just go with whatever inspiration is coming to you. You'd push past the fear, and you'd go along your life just thinking about what that inspiration is, how will it feel, what is the fear that comes through, and what is the action that I could take in the moment. In taking that action, you'll have an experience. That experience will be the perfect experience for you. You will know it for sure. 
you will know exactly how it was perfect when you look back at it. When you're going through it, you may adapt a sense of curiosity and wonder and see what is in there for you. And when you're done with the experience, you can look back and see the perfection in it. And in that sense of perfection, you can have gratitude for those who came to play their roles perfectly for you in any situation. Whether you deem it to be a positive experience or a negative one, you'll understand that that experience was for you. And then you'll go on to receive some more inspiration and then do some more things and have more experiences and wake up the next day and do the same thing all over again. And you'll live at ease and joy no matter what you're doing, wherever your circumstances are. Whatever your conditions are, you'll see them as perfect, perfect for you in the space you're in right now. You'll see that you're evolving, that you're learning, you're growing, you're expanding. You'll be doing all of this in joy and ease. It'll all be graceful and pleasant, and you'll be in some state of positive emotion. You'll look at all your emotions and you'll say, there are no positive or negative emotions. The emotions are simply feelings, and I get to feel them in this feeling reality. And that's what I brought into this reality is a very intense or very strong emotional sensitivity because I really wanted to feel the feelings that were available in this reality. I didn't want to judge them. I didn't want to blame them. I didn't want to condemn them. I didn't want to avoid them. I wanted to feel everything I could in this reality because in that feeling is expansion. The expansions to be had in this reality cannot be had in any other reality. And you would identify yourself as a maverick explorer, as one who is coming to embrace the challenges and the intricacies of this unique experience on earth. The reason you're here is because you came to expand your awareness of who you are. It's as simple as that. And to do that, you had to forget who you are, because in knowing who you are, you couldn't really take this all as real. It would be obviously an illusion. Well, you're starting to come out of that illusion now. Why is that? Because your perspective is raising. You're starting to see yourself for who you truly are. And with that comes all of the connection that you have to your inner self, your guidance supporters, and your empathic abilities as well. Those will turn on as you reach higher and higher perspectives. As you move through perspectives that have never been experienced by other humans, you will start to realize that things are moving quicker for you. The things are coming. Everything's coming. All the things you think you want, all the things you truly want, and even more manifestation events, because those above all are what you truly want. You want to know where you're limiting yourself because you're a limitless being. As the limitless being who is existing in a reality that is also limitless, why would you need to limit anything? Of course you wouldn't. You would only do so out of some belief that isn't accurate. And so you'd want to find these beliefs and uncover them and process them and soften them. And so it would make it easier to receive inspiration, act on inspiration. You'd be receiving more and more inspiration and raising your perspective through new experiences all the time. Those new experiences would come to a point where no other human has ever experienced anything like that, ever. They'd be the unimaginable. You couldn't plan for them. You couldn't pay for them. You couldn't set goals to achieve them. You have no idea what they are. They lie outside of the boxes that you're so familiar with, the things that everyone else is doing. Well, because you're at a higher perspective than almost everyone else on this planet, those boxes do not apply to you anymore. In fact, when you think about what you want, it's always some box that someone else has done before. And you think, well, if I did that thing, well, maybe I'd feel something I don't feel now. And of course, that doesn't work. It's not the reality. It isn't the truth of how the system works. How you feel depends on your perspective. That's all there is to it. So all you would do is endeavor to raise that perspective. And how would you raise that perspective? by receiving inspiration, taking action, and having those experiences, which would lead to higher and higher and higher perspectives where you gain clarity. Now then, with this new clarity, you have access to even more inspiration because you're operating at a higher level, a level that is available to 
the thoughts and ideas and wisdom of your inner self, who sees everything from this high perspective and knows everything, knows everything about you, all your intentions, and what you truly came to explore in this reality. In doing this, you'd have to let go of one limiting belief. The limiting belief that you are imperfect in any way, because with that belief of imperfection, you would seek to improve yourself and you would do things that wouldn't help you become more authentic, wouldn't help you live this life of ease because you're constantly chasing these ideals that if you only had this or that or only were this kind of person or that kind of person, you get what you think you want. You'd have to relax that and say, I don't know what I want from this perspective. I don't know exactly how this thing works. I don't know exactly what to manifest that would really make me happy. What I need to do is understand that that's all taken care of, that that was all decided by prior to your birth, that you knew from that high perspective in the non-physical exactly what you wanted to go through and what you wanted to experience and how you wanted to experience those things. Those things will lead to another idea of who you are, which is called the expanded you, the expansion that you came for. And when you return to the non-physical, you will see the beauty of that expansion. But you can see it now. You could live life now with the full understanding of what you're doing is expanding this idea of this power within you to grow and grow and grow and become more energetic and more loving and more compassionate and more one with all that is in a physical reality. This is what you want. This is why you're here. And this is exactly what you're doing now. This is why you're on this call now. The questions you're asking are all leading you to this idea, this idea of ease in this life, of joy in this life, of fun and play and nothing serious is going on here. Well, you take things seriously, but you don't have to. You want things, but you don't really need them. You think you have it all figured out, but the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know anything. And so why go along thinking you know how things should work out or what you want when that's not necessary? That's not part of this game. The game is simply in the moment, feel the inspiration, feel the fear that comes up, analyze that fear, realize it's irrational, push past the fear, and take whatever action you can take at the moment. If you could live that life moment by moment by moment, stringing along all these moments of expansion, of expansion, of expansion, you would do it all in joy. And that's what you intended. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Hi, Joshua. It's Becky. Hi, Becky. I have a really loud uh, lawnmower out here, so I apologize. But is there, I'm going to try to put this in the right Joshua teaching words. Is there a possibility in this lifetime where you can forget yourself or or when you're born into this world, you forget who you were. But is there a possibility where, and I, I can't settle for the like, oh, you got older and things happened, but where I felt that I lived in exactly what you're teaching and ease and joy and things manifested and even things when it wasn't just like the going is good, when things are bad, like even when my mom passed away, I saw, I understood why she needed to transition. I understood the good about that even and the joy in that. And, and but there was this ease and flow. And then there's like moments in my life closer to now where I almost feel like my soul was replaced. Like, oh, that soul learned everything. Let's put somebody else in to know how go experience. Uh, is there like, or why does that happen? Or um, are there, I guess the techniques you're teaching is how we get back on the path. All of the things. I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> it absolutely made sense. It's a brilliant question. So you were at some point in your life where you were in ease and joy. And let's just call that age two. You were absolutely in ease and joy in age two. You were full of love. You were a bundle of energy. You had no expectations. You had no things you thought you had to do. You were 
not trying to impress anyone with your talents or attributes. You didn't take things seriously at all. And occasionally you'd get upset and you'd recover from that pretty quickly because you were so connected to your inner self. Then you became a teenager and you sort of wanted to figure it out and you sort of wanted to rebel against the system and you thought things were wrong and bad and you wanted to be different than you were and you wanted to look different than you were and you wanted to have people love you just because of whatever and you couldn't figure out how they could do that so you had to think well I'm imperfect in some way and if only I could get better at something then maybe someone would like me love me respect me and then you went on that journey discovering that and then you found some teachings that made it easier for you and you sort of remembered back to what it was like when you were two years old even though you can't actually remember that and you thought well there's got to be some ease and flow to this journey and so you were led to this thing and this thing and it made sense to you and so you got excited about that and you leaped into that and you thought that would get you what you wanted you thought that that would help you change the conditions control the conditions change things around make yourself better in some way so that again people would have a reason to like love and respect you and then that didn't really work and so you got caught in the illusion again because delusion is interesting without this illusion this earth realm would be like anything else it would be just a little playground for kindergartners to run around in and have fun and that's about it but you are an explorer and so some of you have set this up where you really want it to be challenging because you're so good at this. You've done this many times before. And so some of you make puzzles and games out of it and put in obstacles here. In this age, I'm going to have this event happen. In this age, I'm going to have that event happen. And we shook it up and I'll have to rediscover this all over again because it got too easy. Well, some of you are like that and others of you are just like Gary thinking that things should be different than they are all the time and thinking he should be different than he is and wishing things would be different and then searching for some answers because that didn't make him feel good because he was so emotionally sensitive. And then he stumbled across this and that and started to meditate. And then we came through and then he went on this roller coaster ride until where he is now, where he's very satisfied. But he sees the illusion. He understands that he's still there. It's still within him some idea that there could be flaws or there could be something that could be corrected and made better. And he's had enough experience with the old approach to life where he says, well, I would feel better if that happened. And I do like it better when this does happen. And when this happens, it brings me joy. But when this happens, it annoys me. And so he's still playing around that, with that illusion, but from a much higher perspective now. So it's a different ball game altogether. And then he's been able to give up some things and adapt some new ideas and a new approach to life and seeing the benefit of that, but still only accepting a very small portion of the inspiration he's receiving. So it's a game. It's constantly a game. You're not going to beat the game. The game is designed to give you what you need when you need it. And however you set it up is perfect for you. It's not going to be like this game for anyone else. It's unique to you. The way you play, it's unique. The game itself is unique. The way you perceive the game is unique. It's all unique. Now, there's something important in that uniqueness because if you understand that all is one and all is God seeking to know what God is from infinite points of perception, infinite consciousness, you are at the highest, highest, highest leading edge of this exploration of what source is. In this earth realm, which is an illusion and is dense, you really get to play this game fully because you forget fully. Other realities, you don't forget. Other realities, you understand completely who you are. That is the physical reality. There's no separation between the physical and non-physical, and there is no death. It's eternal. You forget all that here, and you all have a lot of friends who are also in the illusion. 
So they tend to suck you back and your media tends to suck you back and everyone else who's living life in the old approach, who's connecting with you in whatever way, tends to really believe the solution. You are the one who is the outlier in this. And it's an interesting thing because you may feel average, like your perspective is not any higher than anyone else. Maybe it's a little higher, but you have to understand that you and those of you who are on this call and those of you listening at a later date, you've reached a very high perspective. And this game for you is something different than it is for them. Your game is not about fear anymore. Your game is about who you are. And how do you discover who you are? Well, you put little obstacles in the way and you put little things that catch your attention in the way and you put little games and puzzles in the way because this is the best way for you to understand who you are. Now, as you do it at the highest level, as all of you are doing this at the highest level, you are breaking new ground and having new experiences and thinking new thoughts that have never been thought in physical reality before. You're bringing that from the non-physical to the physical. You're unlocking new ideas. And, and we in the non-physical get to relish all this because we have the advantage of your sifting and sorting and you're trying to figure it out, birthing these new desires that unlock these keys that we didn't understand before. Once you unlock them, we understand them immediately, and then we can present them to you. And when you get to that perspective, you're ready to absorb them as well. But even if you can't possibly absorb it, you've created a desire. You stay in a little bit of the vibration of the lack of that thing you want. And the desire itself is unlocked and available to anyone who reaches that perspective. Well, since we're at that perspective, we receive it immediately. Something new for us is very exciting but you can get to that as well. You get to it by getting out of the vibration of the problem, out of the vibration of the lack. How you do that? You have to say, things are pretty good. You have to say, I'm very interested in the stuff. You have to say, I was that way before and I can do it again. And you also have to say, I, as Becky, do not know how I'm gonna get there, but I know I'll be guided there. And so I just have to wait patiently. And as I'm patiently getting to a higher perspective or a higher vibration or out of the vibration of lack of this thing I want, it will come to me. But what I really want is not this thing, not this feeling that I have it made and that I figured it out. You don't want that feeling because you'll, you'll be tired of this reality. It will mean nothing to you. What you want is to go on a journey from this perspective to that perspective. That's it. The desire enables that journey. Because once that desire is unlocked, you have a vibration that matches that desire, and you are being pulled towards that. Your guides and supporters are helping you along the way. Your only idea is, am I going to receive the inspiration, and am I going to act on that inspiration? That's all you have to think about. You don't have to think, oh, is this inspiration going to lead me to this thing I think I want? Because if you can't tie that actionable idea, uh, inspiration to the ideal you think you want, you're not going to take action because it's not worth it. But if you trust that every single inspiration that comes to you is for you in some way, and it will always bring up some fear. But if you can push past that fear and take that action, you'll be led step by step by step by step to another level. Now, where does that level leave you? It could leave you feeling great. It could lead you right into another manifestation event that points out the limiting belief that you could not see from any other perspective. And that could hold the key. That could hold the key to unlock the next perspective. 
And at that next perspective, things happen faster. Things manifest faster. Experiences happen faster. The unimaginable happens faster. And new manifestation events come. Because when you get to this higher perspective, you're now ready to deal with limitations that are in there, deep, buried, hidden, ones that you didn't even think were limiting beliefs, ones that you didn't even imagine could be limiting beliefs. Who would imagine that the limiting belief that I am not the creator, that I'm the victim, is a core limiting belief of every human that's ever existed? Well, why would that be? Well, that's part of this physical reality. Without that core limiting belief, you would shoot up in perspective, and this would all be over in a, in a few lives. But you wanted to really explore this, and you wanted to explore it in new ways. And so every time you come back in, you explore it in a new way, in a new way, in a new way. And there's certain things in this life that light you up, that are just naturally appealing to you. You could be really interested in playing piano. You could be really interested in art. You could be really interested in business. You could be really interested in passionate, romantic relationships. Whatever it is that lights you up, well, maybe that's something you brought in with you because you knew on that trajectory, you would learn more about this one specific part of you. And that part of you would expand. And so one life expands this part and one life expands this part and one life expands this part. But guess what? Now in this time of awakening, this precious, interesting, fantastic, exciting time on earth, you can expand every area of your life because nothing's left for limits. There is nothing to limit you. Imagine you lived 200 years ago and you lived in a small town and you lived on a farm and you were out in the field with your family, raising crops all day long, all year long, year after year after year after year. And you probably didn't really know how to read and didn't have much access to books and didn't know what was going on in the world and didn't really care. Well, you, you might have lived in a very high degree of love and really closely connected to everyone in your reality. And you might be feeling good most of the time and, and feeling good from the hard work and not having a lot of desires to distract you and the need for money and the need for travel and the need for all these things, the need to be a success, for instance. You might have been very content with that small, tiny life. And that life could have been absolutely full of joy. But if we were to show you that life and to show you the experiences you had in that life from your perspective now, you would say, I would never change lives with that life. Because what's available to you now is so magnificent, so incredible, but overwhelming. So that previous life wouldn't want to change lives with you either. It would be too overwhelming. You are built for this life. You have everything you need for this life. And it's very possible that you said, this stuff is too easy. Let's go in there and let's set a few puzzles and a few games and make it a little more tricky because I'm so good at this. That makes all perfect sense. <laughs> Excellent. Who's next? Hey, Joshua. Um, I've got a question. I've been working in early childcare education for 18 years for about 10 of those 18 years, I've not wanted to be there. Now, I understand children are amazing, that children are great. Early childcare education, it, it, I'm surprised I'm still there. I have gone and got other qualifications. I've started my own business, which is not succeeding, but have learned a lot from that. And it was part of the surrender for other businesses. And now I know more. I, I understand that. 
it's always floored me like one thing in my life that's kind of never made sense to me is why I'm still in early childcare education even though I take action on inspiration before I I even knew about the law of attraction am I just really meant to be there or is this some like what is that about we will say that those of you who are interested in these teachings are teachers of course you're explorers of course, you're mavericks. Of course, you're sifting and sorting and doing all kinds of different things, but essentially you're teachers. So a lot of you say, well, there's something about conveying information that lights me up. Something mm-hmm. about that. And so how do I do that? Well, in your society, obviously you think, okay, I could be a teacher. And then you think, well, what area would I teach? But you probably don't even think about that because what you're thinking is, you're looking at the idea or the vibration of those who you would want to teach. Mm. Who could pick a better, softer, easier, more joyful, more true, more authentic vibration than little kids? Mm. And you gravitated to it. And a lot of you did. A lot of you who are teachers were listening to this. Many, many, many teachers thought, this is what I will teach. This is the environment I want to be in. This is who I see myself as. But you are a teacher of the masses, of those who are reaching higher perspectives, of those who are willing to entertain the concepts that you by now take for granted. You are ready to share what you know, but it feels more comfortable around little kids than around adults who are living in the illusion, thinking that they know how things should be done, that they know what is wrong, what is right, that they know how reality works. Well, those aren't who you'll teach. Who you'll teach is those who are ready to contemplate the possibility. There might be more going on here than they think. There might be another way to live life. There might be a new approach to life. There might be a way to live in ease and joy. And of course, the vibration in you of a teacher is also the vibration of a student, because to teach is the best way to learn. But now that you are at this level, Are you confident enough in what you know and how you're living and how you embrace these teachings and how you're incorporating them into your own life to share them with others? Well, that idea for both of you is a little bit too extreme or too overwhelming because what you're doing is you're putting that in a box. You're saying, what would I do? Would I have a course? Would I go on stage? Would I do this and that and this and that? And so you're projecting out what you think it is to be a teacher in an environment full of those who are trying to coach people and say that they know better than anyone else. What you have to understand is that your perspective, where it is right now, is incredibly high. It's higher than probably any other human teacher that you've come across already. But your perception of your abilities is yet to be played with or experienced or given some confidence. How do you get that confidence? You have to have the experience. How do you have the experience? You have to be open to the inspiration. How are you open to the inspiration? You have to let go of how you think it should look. Because when you're holding on to your ideal of how you think it should look, and that inspiration doesn't match that, then you'll say something like, my business was not a success. We say, did you grow and expand from that business? And then we say, that was a magnificent success. And we say, would you trade that growth and expansion for a nice little business that hum along to make $300,000 a year. Well, 
truly you would not do that. Your physical self may say, well, that would be easy and nice and comfortable. And I would have joy from that. And of course, you would have joy from that for about three weeks. But if yes. you're not growing, expanding yourself, which is what you came for, mm. well, then you're going to get kicked in the butt with manifestation events. Now, the manifestation events are just showing you the area that you're limiting yourself today in this moment. And for you to receive the inspiration that's coming tomorrow, you'll have to soften that limiting belief. Otherwise, the fear that will come up when that inspiration comes tomorrow will be too great. You won't take the action. So to live this blended life, this life in harmony with the system and with full guidance, not just through emotion, but full guidance from thought and communication with your inner self in every moment, you'll have to let go of what you think things should look like, what you think would make you happy, what you think you need to be better in, what you think is imperfect about you or anyone else or the system itself, and how you think you need or want to teach. If you open yourself up to this idea that you are a teacher, you have a very high perspective, an incredibly high perspective already. You understand these concepts and you take many of them for granted and live your life within these concepts. But to be this teacher, you're projecting on what that looks like. To get to be wherever you are meant to be, all you have to do is go step by step by step. Those steps are coming from your inner self or even from anything you're inspired by outside of yourself. And they will lead you through experiences where you'll gain confidence. Now, every time you go through an experience, you'll raise your perspective a little bit. From that new perspective, you'll get new ideas. From where you are now, you're projecting ideas based on a limited perspective of yourself. Mm. So you need this incremental day by day Step up, step by step up by taking inspiration, even though that inspiration doesn't seem like it's getting you anywhere, but it is. So let's say tomorrow you wake up and you have the inspiration to go to the grocery store. And you say, how is this going to help me teach? How is this going to help me make money? How is this going to help me do anything I want to do? And you say, well, I don't know how. I just have faith that in that experience, something is in it for me. So you have the experience, and at the end of the day, you look back, you say, you know what? It was very interesting because I was in line, and when I got to the checkout, I had a really quick conversation with the checkout lady, and she was complaining about this or this, and I offered another perspective. And she said, wow, I never thought of it that way. That's how you teach. That interaction gave you more confidence than you have any idea. And now you have another experience like that where you look back and you were able to bring light into someone's life through another perspective. And you say, okay, well, I'm good at this offering perspective idea. And you do it more and you do it more. And you have all these other experiences. And then you, you meet someone and you have a three-hour conversation and they're enraptured by what you have to say. They're captivated by every aspect of you. They feel like they know you. They feel like this, they have this connection to you. And that gives you more confidence and you have more experiences and more confidence. And then an idea comes, an idea that does not look like anything else. An idea that anyone else would say, that's insane. That's crazy. You can't do that. And you say, well, I trusted the inspiration all this time to get me here. Now it's coming and now it's pretty strong and I can feel it. What's the action I could take right now? You don't have to go through with the whole manifestation of this thing. You can just take what action and say, 
that's it. That's all I need. I'll do this one thing. And then the next day, I'll do this one thing. And the next day, I'll do this one thing. And lo and behold, nine years later, or two years later, or six months later, you have this new thing. And you think, how did I get here? How? It doesn't look like anything else. I could never have planned for this. I could never have bought this. I could never mm-hmm. set goals to get here. I just let go of everything and did one thing. I had faith. I had faith that my inner self and my guidance supporters would lead me perfectly. All I had to do was say yes. So I said yes enough times. And suddenly I got on track. And suddenly everything worked. We're not saying you're not going to make manifestation events because they're going to iron out those limiting beliefs. But you're going to be on track and you're going to have days of satisfaction. You're going to wake up in the morning and can't wait to get out of bed. You'll be highly effective in everything you do. You're not going to be bogged down by work at all. It's going to be easy. And what you produce is going to be incredible. But you are not that level yet because you haven't taken the inspired steps yet. Now, of course, of course, you've taken all the inspiration you need to take to get where you are right now, to get on the call, asking this question right now. Can you see how you were led through every experience in your life, led you here perfectly at this time right now to ask the perfect question? If you can look back on all those experiences and see the perfection in all of that, good, bad, indifferent, boring, exciting, mundane, doesn't matter. If you can see the perfection in your journey here, you can go with the flow from now on. Because you went with the flow not long enough and smart enough and quick enough and agile enough to get here. However, you were trying to manage it, trying to control it, trying to steer it, trying to wish it into existence, trying to berate yourself when you didn't live up to your expectations or pity yourself when things didn't go how you thought they should go. But as you can see, everything worked out perfectly. Imagine going forward now with absolute faith that your inner self will never let you down, that you can hear every word, that you can take whatever action you're inspired to, because if you couldn't take the action, you would never hear the inspiration. Mm -hmm. It'd be impossible. So you have to know for sure that if you hear the inspiration, that you can take that action and that action will always be beneficial, always. That's all it is, changing your approach to life. Change the approach to life from I'm the victim to I guess I'm the creator to yes, I'm the creator, but I still want to control all of this to yes, I'm the creator, but I want things to happen so that I feel good to yes, I'm the creator, but I still have flaws and imperfections to yes, I'm the creator, I'm perfect, everything's working out for me, but I still think I need to know how, to, how it's going to go. Two, yes, I'm the creator in harmony, in co-creation with my inner self who happens to be able to see more than I can see. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give up needing to control any of this. And I'm going to have faith that if I act on that inspiration, I don't have to act on all of it, but if I act on enough of it, then I will be led step by step by step to where I truly want to be and where I truly want to be is unimaginable from where you are now. So give it up and go with that flow of inspiration and you'll see how magically everything works out for you. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua, it's Karen. Karen. 
I think my question is related to what you were just saying to Joanna. Um, I've been following my passion to uh, be a creative artist. And this is something I've put off for many, many years in my life. And now finally, I am so excited and feeling so much joy. So last week I was in a, a workshop, in a class, really enjoying it. I love working with this teacher. I love what she's taught me. And I developed this backache, which I have had in my life off and on. It's chronic and it flares up. So it flared up in the middle of the workshop. Now, I stopped myself from going, it's flaring up in the middle of the workshop. What's wrong with me? I was able to not do that and to just be present. And I ended up leaving a little early because I was so uncomfortable and driving home, I was able to laugh and to say, well, somehow this is happening for me. I have no idea how or why, but I'm going to trust that. So with all of that said, my question is, it was just so interesting to me that my body seemed to be communicating something different than what my heart was feeling. Exactly. What were you feeling when you were in that workshop? Anticipation um, of? of what I might create, of what might flow out of me. What were you doing in the workshop? At the time when my back started aching, I was watching the teacher do a demonstration. We'll start this way. What is your normal profession? I'm a psychologist. And what would a psychologist <laughs> say to a patient who had a successful career who said, I'm going to leave this career and just paint? <laughs> I might say, follow your bliss. <laughs> Well, you might say that, but what would a professionally trained, college-educated, average therapist say to someone who had a successful career, who said, I'm going to leave this career and spend all my time splashing paint on campus? <laughs> uh, I might say, whoa, exactly. take it a step at a time. Which is what you're saying to yourself. Every time you're in a class, every time you're painting, every time you're doing anything that is not productive, every time you think you're doing something that is leading you towards frivolity, towards I could be doing something else, or what's ever going to come from this, or what are people going to think of this, or am I wasting my time doing this? This is absolutely common, except that you're not addressing it. So if you're not addressing it, if you're not noticing that your thoughts that are coming in while you're painting that might say, you could be doing something else. You could be more productive. You could be cleaning up the basement. You could be doing these things. Why are you allowing yourself this, you see? And in that, you have to realize there is a part of you that is wanting you to conform, to conform to whatever you've learned your whole life, this way of being. This way of being is right, and this way of being is wrong. This way of being is productive, this way of being is frivolous. This way of being is intelligent and smart and to be respected. And this way of being gets none of that. Why am I here painting this painting? Well, this is what all of you are gonna say to yourselves when you receive inspiration. What's going to come from this? What am I gonna get out of this? I can't see how this is gonna to lead to anything. This is probably a waste of time. 
You could be starting a business. You could be starting a romance. You could be starting a diet. You could be starting an exercise regimen. You could be anything you're doing where you're allowing yourself to have time to yourself to follow whatever interest or passion you have, whatever the inspiration is. This is the key stumbling block to receiving and acting on inspiration. You want to know where it's going to turn out. You want to have everything laid out in front of you. And you don't understand that all you're ever doing is being in that moment. You're not being fully aligned in the moment. You're questioning yourself. You're doubting yourself. You're doing something. That's great. You're acting on some inspiration. But in that action, there's doubt and fear and worry and concern and all of that coming up at the same time. And so all you're learning now, all the body is teaching you, is that you have resistance to this passion you have. If you had no resistance to the passion you had, you would absolutely exist in 100% connected, pure joy. But you can do that now. Because what part of you is saying you should be doing something different? It's the part of you that wants to maintain this life in physical reality, wants to maintain what you already have, doesn't want to lose the fear of loss. So this fear of loss is so great, but it's also such an illusion. You cannot lose anything. What we say is before you go into anything, you set your mind in connection with your inner self. And you say, I've agreed to do this. I've agreed to spend the next two hours painting. So in this thing that I've agreed to do, there's something for me in it. And I'm going to keep my eyes open and keep curious and discover what that is. And you'll have that experience and you'll look back and you will see what it is because you will look back from a high perspective. What most of you do, what many of you do, is you seem to go into any experience, even if you've chosen it, and say, I could be doing something else. I could be doing something else better, worse, more productive, less productive, whatever it is. You give credit to certain things you think are productive, and you give less credit to certain things you deem to be non-productive. Yet, they're all exactly the same thing. It's just an experience. If you go to experience and you think the experience was wrong or bad, you'll come out of the experience in a more limited perspective, and you will pick out the things you think should have been different than they were. However, you do the same thing, but you go in with a higher perspective and you say, there's going to be something for, for me in this. The whole setup, that whole class that you went to, all the people that came, the teacher, everything, they came for you, literally for you. They came for you, for you to have an experience. What are you going to get out of that experience? Why is it for you? Now, every experience is the same. You can go in with a patient and you could say, as a therapist, I'm going in to help this person who needs help, which is a limited perspective compared to saying, I'm going to this experience for me. There is something that patient has for me. There's something I'm going to learn about myself in this experience. This person has lived their entire life, gone through whatever they've gone through, to be in a chair opposite me in this session. They've done this for me so that I can find out something about myself in this experience. You go with that perspective, you have that experience, you come out of that experience, and you look back with gratitude for the person who came, and you will find what is in it for you if you haven't found it already. It'll be obvious. You have all come on this call now 
you are all listening to this call at a later date for Gary. Gary is going into the experience. This is all for him. He will come out of the experience looking back at it and seeing the perfection of it. He will find what was in the experience for him. What was the message for him in the experience? You're the one asking the questions, but it might as well have been him asking the questions. Do you see how that works? Now, from your perspective, where there's all these people on the call and all these people listening later, how could this possibly be? It's because this universe that you're experiencing, this reality, is your universe. And everyone else has their own universe. So everyone's doing the same thing at the same time, but it's a big illusion. What's really happening is everything is set up for you. This computer that you have in front of you was created specifically for you. This one Gary has in front of him was created specifically for you in your universe. He was inspired to get this computer so he could do this call for you. You see, when you start taking things from that perspective, that very high perspective, guess what happens? You get information you couldn't access at a lower perspective. And that information then fills in all these limiting beliefs. You'll start to say, I understand that when I'm in any experience, I'm not being fully present because I think it should be different than it is. I give myself some joy by following a passion, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I should be doing something different. I'm not fully committed to that experience because I'm judging in duality, some experiences are better or worse than others. Some are more meaningful, some are more productive, some are more frivolous. None of that is true. It's all neutral. It's all equal. It's just an experience. They're all the same. But you were inspired for this experience to, to go and be in this classroom and listen to this teacher. But the pain was reminding you that you thought you could be doing something else, even if that was painting yourself, even mm -hmm. if that was working, even if that was cl cleaning out the garage. You were distracted by this little voice that's causing you to think that things should be different than they are, instead of understanding that all of it was created in perfection for you in every single moment. Now, you can't get that idea when your perspective is limited, thinking of yourself as a victim, living in duality, and being used to controlling conditions. But when you raise that perspective, new ideas come to you. So you've raised your perspective enough to entertain the possibility that when you go into any experience, there's something in that experience for you. Otherwise, it could not be created. So if you've risen your perspective enough, you're hearing this. This could be heard by the next door neighbor, and they would not understand this concept because their perspective is limited. They wouldn't hear the words. They wouldn't find this podcast. They would be next door neighbors to Gary for years and years and years and have no idea what he's doing. They could not get to this information from their perspective. You all can. That's evidence of your high perspective. So doesn't it make sense then that if you're getting this high level of information that most of the world is not getting because your perspective is already so high that when you go into any experience, you look at that experience from the highest perspective you can possibly believe. And when you say, why am I going into this class? It's because there is something for me and I will see it when I notice the perfection, when I look back on it. Anything that might happen in that class, you're open to. 
where the other classmates who are not of that perspective are also having back aches or shoulder aches or neck aches or nausea or whatever it is. Just the awareness that there was a pain in your body and that could have been something and it was some message allows you to receive this information. Now, what does that do? That changes your life because now with every client, with every experience, going out to every meal, having a conversation with anyone in your life, any appointment you ever make, ever, you go in with this singular focus. I'm fully aligned and committed to this experience. And I know that there's something special for me in this experience. Then you'll get it. You'll understand it every time because your perspective is so high. That's why you'll get it. And when you get that, you've softened a bunch of limiting beliefs. And so the messenger is no longer necessary until you start to look at something else from a limited perspective. And then it comes back. Maybe not in the same place, maybe not as a physical pain, but something will come back as a manifestation event to point out where your high perspective along your life is now dipping for some reason. And when you can see all these things, it's just pointing out to a little dip in perspective. You can say, oh, of course, that makes sense. That makes sense. You raise your perspective, get the idea, you're back on track. And this is how you live such an effective and easy life. Everything is made for you. When you see it, it's obvious. But until you raise your perspective high enough, you can't see it. And so people effort and struggle to get what they think they want, rather than realizing everything needed is given to them from within. Why? Because you can't receive inspiration that you can't act on. It's not possible. So everything you need is already in existence before you get the inspiration. And all you got to do is take action on the inspiration. And then that leads to everything you want. Step by step by step. Voila. I just have to say, I love the humor of my back being out of alignment as I was out of alignment. Could it be any more clearer? <laughs> Do they have to whack you on the head? Yes, sometimes. Excellent. <laughs> Thank Who's next? I have a question, Joshua. Yana. Hi. So I started this boot camp. So this is my first boot camp, and this is week four. And I had a hard time finding inspiration. So figuring out, you know, in the daily practice, I have 10 inspirations written down today. So it's something just opened up and something just so. So how do I go about if I can't finish them today or whatever it is? Are they going to come back? Stay on my list? Like, how do you go on, like, addressing all the inspirations that I got? 10 inspirations a day, we would say mm, more like 10 inspirations an hour. Well, more like 100 inspirations an hour. Read us one inspiration. I was on a call today and, you know, it was very interesting company. And I have an inspiration to research all of the people who were on the call. And then I had an inspiration to reach out to these people and one person in particular. And so it's like a lot, a lot of stuff. Let's imagine that you had the inspiration and from your perspective, it comes out like this. Reach out to everyone on the call. Mm -hmm. Now, immediately say, well, that's overwhelming. How many people were on the call? There's 30 people on the call. I'd have to find everyone and find their address and Google them and somehow and or find some yeah. person. That's not the inspiration. The inspiration is to reach out to everyone on the call. That's just a thought, just to get you ticking. So what could you do? 
You call the person who invited you and say, do you have a list of everyone on the call? Boom. How long did that take? 30 seconds. Next one, 30 seconds. Next one, 30 seconds. You see, you think you have to do it all, but you're not letting the inspiration really form. If you got 10 inspiration and you could literally do all of them in an hour, if that was set up that way, but if you could, mm -hmm. then you'd have to think, well, how could I do all these in, in an hour? And he would say, one by one by one, let it flow. You've raised your perspective high enough where you receive inspiration. The inspiration comes through and immediately fear pops up because the inspiration, if you take action on it, will lead you on an experience that will lead you to become or to achieve a higher perspective. Where you are now is limited in perspective compared to where you will be after you take the action, which is higher in perspective. The inspiration is designed to lead you from where you are now to this higher perspective. So the fear pops up because where you are now, limiting beliefs or a belief without enough information exists right there. When you have the experience, that limiting belief will have information and be no longer limiting. You don't know how to get from A to B, but you don't need to, because where did the inspiring thought come from? Came from your inner self, came from your guided support, came from wherever it came from. When you focus on that one inspiration, it will be explained to you exactly what to do. If it seems like effort and struggle and overwhelmment, then that's not it. If it seems easy, too easy, ridiculous, it's never going to work this way, or I can't do it, who am I to ask this person who invited me to this meeting for a list of everyone in the meeting? That's inappropriate. Well, that's just the fear, you see? To somehow get a list of everyone in the meeting, there is an easy way to do it. All you have to do is say, okay, what is the easy way to do it, the way that I probably would never do? And then think, why wouldn't I do it? Why would I do it? Because I have this belief and that belief and that belief. There's your limiting beliefs. You can process them there and then move ahead with the action. Or you can just say, yeah, it's a limiting belief. It's not true. And just take the action. So if, imagine if by taking the action, having the experience, you get to a new perspective. And now those limiting beliefs would be ridiculous to you. So they would no longer limit you. You would see them as, oh, I can't believe I was worried about that. That was a non-issue. That's so silly. Or you could put out your manifestation event form. You could put limiting belief number one. You could go through all that process, spend that half hour doing it, go on to the next one, spend that half hour doing it, and then finally be ready to take the action. Well, now the action's gone because the moment's gone. So an easier way to do this is just take whatever action you can. If you took that list of 10 things, you were really in the moment because you're here writing a list. Now we say that this is a wonderful thing because you do not need to take action on this inspiration while you're in the middle of the boot camp. All that practices is just pointing out how difficult it is to remember the action the day before. By making a list of it, you have something you can write tomorrow. That's all we're talking about. That opens up your ideas to this cumulative amount of pouring in of inspirations happening all the time. It is literally moment by moment by moment. So there is some inspiration in pretty much every moment that's coming in. Most of the inspiration you do by habit, brush your teeth, blah, blah, blah. You don't call it inspiration. Some of the inspiration is so powerful, you're going to move mountains to do it because it's so interesting. And some of it, you can't figure out where that's going to go. 
you can't figure out when you're going to do it because you're looking at it as if some task that you have to do. But the inspiration, the action of the inspiration will always be easy and effortless. If you were used to a life of acting on inspiration and living in ease and effortlessness and never efforting and struggling ever, then you would just be the splendid being. That's not the point. The point is to move from the approach to life where you have effort and struggle, where you have thought, this is a pain in the ass, where you have thought, I got to get this done now so I can clear off my plate so I'll be able to relax at night. And so you're doing it at the inappropriate timing of it. But if you're living the approach to life where you acted as a blended being in perfect harmony and connection with your inner self and acting as inspired in every moment, all of that action would be easy. You'd happen to be the most effective human being on the planet because everything you did would be done magnificently and perfectly in moments rather than hours or days. One also interesting thing to imagine is that if you're inspired to do something, that this inspiration connects to that inspiration, connects to that inspiration, connects to that inspiration. You don't have to think it all the way through. And when you're in the zone of this, acting in pure inspiration, it's joyous. It fills you up with energy. It doesn't take energy. So a task, effort and struggle. An exciting idea, more in line with who you truly are. Just doing it in the moment, perfectly aligned with who you are. That's all it is. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. We have time for one silly question. Who has the silliest question ever asked in the history of the world? I have a silly question. Excellent. Well, I thought it was silly. So I put off going to the dentist forever. It's embarrassing. <laughs> How many years? This year, I thought... I'm getting older. I'm going to go to the dentist. All your teachings are inspiring me to push past the fears, but I still haven't made the appointment. And this Monday, I bit down on a piece of coconut and my back molar tooth broke. So is that my inner self for the universe saying, stop procrastinating and just go already? And I did make an appointment for next Monday. So well, uh, let's imagine <laughs> that. There's two scenarios here that we could talk about. Scenario A is watching TV, seeing commercials, all the bad things that happen to people who don't go to the dentist, all this stuff, all the fear, and then saying, I guess I should go and get a checkup and see how they are. But every time I go, they say this bad news and I don't feel good and I have spent $1,500 getting my teeth fixed and it always seems like it's never fun and it's always painful. Or we receive inspiration that says, you don't have to go to the dentist. Everything's fine. Don't go to the dentist. It's fine. You're doing everything right. There's no reason to go. There's no reason to go. But you're listening to the fear and you're putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Right. Because if you had to go to the dentist, something like the back molar would happen. Something would happen. Some little thing, some little pain, some little thing, some little thing you notice, something you're inspired to do, you'll go and you'll find the perfect dentist at the perfect time in the right place. If you worry and think you have to do things because the rest of society is doing the exact same thing, well, you're going to be acting on urges to change conditions. And that's always going to bring effort and struggle and dissatisfaction and disillusionment and disharmony. And it's not going to be a lot of fun. But if you notice, if you went along life and you said, I'm listening to inspiration, I'm listening to inspiration, I'm listening to inspiration, everything is fine. Everything is fine. I will know when I need to do anything. 
because I'm acting on so much inspiration. And then one day you meet a friend who just had the most wonderful experience with a new dentist who moved in town and he's such a great person and he had so much fun and the office is so friendly and everything and you'll be inspired to go. Or you'll say to your friend, I hate dentists. I'm never going to dance again. I wish I didn't have a good dance ever. They're all the same. I don't like dentists. It's always painful. It's always a problem. There's always something you find. And then if you have to go, for some reason, a tooth will crack. Gary had an experience where he was high flying. He was having so much fun. He just had lunch with his friend Rob and he's cruising down on E5. And all of a sudden he notices there's a cop up there and there's no one else on 95. He's the only one. And he looks down and he's speeding. And so he sees the cop, he passes the cop, the cop turns on the lights, he pulls over immediately. Couple's behind him. And he's like, how could this be happening when I'm feeling so good? I'm such a lime and everything's going good. And so the officer comes over and says this, that, and the other thing. And then comes back and says, you know that your registration is expired. And he said, I had, he had no idea. He had just bought the car. It was brand new. How could the registration be expired? And for whatever reason it was, and the officer said, had this been a week from now, it would have been over six months. And this new law says that we have to arrest everyone who's over six months for an expired license plate. You got in just in the nick of time. And all you got to do is go down there and get it renewed, and you won't even have a ticket. So from this perspective of everything's working out for me, everything's working out for me, everything is always working out for you. And so when you have this sort of resistance somewhere in your life, and something happens that forces your hand or makes you look at it, we'll call it a manifestation event, and you go with the flow of that, it will always lead you to a positive beneficial outcome. Now, if you think it's a bad thing, well, you're in a perspective of the problem. You're the vibration of the problem, and you just cannot get the information from there. But if you look at that little chip on your tooth and you say, this is the perfect timing. Everything is going to work out perfectly. There's going to be something in this for me in this experience with the dentist. I can't wait to find out what that is. And then you'll be inspired to the right dentist, the right time, and everything will work out perfectly. You'll look back on it. You'll see the perfection. And you'll say once and for, for all, my God, I am taken care of in every single moment of my life. And that is true. If you can leave with that idea, with that perspective, you'll never have to worry about nothing as long as you live. And with that, we are complete. Wow. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you. That's amazing. Awesome call. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank have a wonderful weekend. Well, I really hope you like that one. Uh, that really does explain how to live the easy life. Uh, this is the life I'm living, and a lot of people who have been through the boot camp and the extension experience and now basic training, it's uh, a way of looking at things that really matches what's really going on instead of being resistant to everything. The resistance is the only thing that's causing you to have you know, any issues whatsoever. Once you learn to understand that resistance, realize it's tied to a certain belief system and mental construct that is not accurate. Once you get aligned with your inner self's perspective of your life and start getting that guidance and inspiration from your inner self, things totally change, totally change in my life, totally change the lives of people around me. And I think it will in yours too. We're starting a new basic training course, uh, February 27th. 
If you'd like to have more information about that, it's really remarkable. This is the most incredible thing that uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, it really gets everyone up to speed where wherever you are in your spiritual journey starts with these basic core concepts and you really learn to integrate them through emotion. Once you've had an emotion, as you've discovered something, it's part of your vibration and this really starts the change process. It's, it's amazing. I, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to do life without something like this. So if you'd like to hear more about that, uh, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Also, we're having a retreat May 4th to the 8th in North Carolina here at the Joshua House. Uh, we have about five or six spots left. So if you'd like to uh, learn more about that, visit the website and then send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you some more information. Thanks again for everything you do to support this podcast. And uh, we really appreciate it when you like and subscribe and uh, leave a review, leave comments, uh, all that stuff, share it with your friends. That's awesome. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye.